everyone. This is an extremely rare event for us, but because of an emergency dental appointment, some international travel, a cat's vet appointment, and a non-emergency dental appointment, we don't have a show this week. And so even though this is sort of a weird thing to do on a podcast, since you can go back and listen to all our shows whenever you want, we're going to have an encore presentation of one of our shows this week, because otherwise we'll end up going a month without anything, and nobody wants that. This is an episode from the very beginning of 2020 with a little extra light editing, and you might hear a few little audio quirks that we've ironed out in the two years since, but this episode is one in which we talk about how to pronounce the capital of Ukraine. And obviously, there's a reason to know that right now, and I'm guessing there are some of you wondering why the pronunciation and spelling we're using now is different from what you're used to. Plus, this kind of episode is one of my favorites to do, so it's fun to listen back to it. Thanks for bearing with us on this. We'll have a new episode again in two weeks, assuming all that dental work doesn't have any long-lasting effects and we can all speak relatively clearly. Okie doke, here we go. Nuclear. Now, is it crick or creek? Coyote or coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and each episode we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we'll dive into what we get wrong and sometimes what we get right when we try to speak this weird English language. I have a long list of place names from around the world, probably 20 or 21 or so, and we are going to go through these. I am going to pronounce them, and Kathy and Ross are going to tell us uh, on the honor system whether or not they got these place names correct as well throughout their lives, I suppose, as they've pronounced them. And we're going to keep score. We're going to see who gets the most by the end, and uh, this should be fun. Uh, I'm I'm ready to get going. How about you guys? We're ready to go. Yes, we're prepared to humiliate ourselves. Yes, <laughs> all of us. <laughs> Hopefully you more than me. All right. Uh, we will start with what is a Spanish island in the Mediterranean. Uh, it's spelled I-B-I-Z-A. This is Ibiza, sort of a T-H sound rather than a Z. It is not Ibiza. It's Ibiza. Okay. Well, kind of yes and kind of no. <laughs> this is one that actually sort of surprised us the more we dug into it, because I don't know about Ross, but I too would have said Ibiza. I would have said Ibiza. Mm-hmm. I would have too. Oh, God, but you're going to tell me this isn't right or it's kind of right? Kind of right. We uh, we <laughs> actually, just before the podcast, we were going through YouTubes, listening to people from the area pronounce the uh, the name of the island. First of all, you're right about the T-A, the Z, the Z sound as a T-H sound, if you're talking in Spanish. However, it does, it actually is a Catalonian island, so you might say to be really correct, we should say it as the Catalonians do. Now, here we go with that. Kathy, I think you did a better pronunciation of Catalan. Uh, In Catalan, it's spelled E-I-V-I-S-S-A, not I-B-I-Z-A. So when you don't have the Z, it's not a th, it's an S again. You're going, so it's, it's, and it's not I, but it's also not E. <laughs> I think I'm going to kill myself here. It's Ivisa. Very good. Oh, right. With the with the sort of the it's kind of like a, a sort of a V sound. Yeah. And it's it's a V, not a B. And it's 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 a, a softish S, not a th. And the E is not E, but it's also not I. It's a, it's it's kind of in between an E uh and an E. <laughs> and this is why I'm moving to Spain. Yeah. <laughs> so this is if you're pronouncing it sort of in the Catalan way, right? Correct. The way you pronounce it in the Spanish way is correct for Spanish. And to be technical, the TH is not a the, it's a the. 
And as Kathy point, pointed out to me earlier, it's not a hard th, it's a softer th. So technically, it's a soft, unvoiced TH sound. Ibiza. You sort of swallow the th. And one thing that was sort of interesting when we looked at this word up is there are all sorts of myths as to how the Spanish got that TH sound. What, the most prominent being uh, King Ferdinand, a king of Spain, having a lisp, and then from there it went into the language. And that's apparently completely untrue. But no one really knows why the Spaniards in Spain pronounce that Z as a TH. Although, interestingly enough, they don't in um, Latin America, where we learned our Spanish. And the reason they don't is because apparently a certain region of Spain, particularly in the Seville area, or Sevilla, I guess it would be pronounced, they didn't <laughs> pronounce it that way. Okay, so am I at least slightly justified in being annoyed throughout the entire episode of Veronica Mars that I watched where they said Ibiza over and over? Yes, you're correct to be annoyed. Well, it'd be worse if they said Ibiza, <laughs> yeah, frankly, <exactly>. but... <laughs> Definitely. I'm going to give us all... Uh, credit on that one. We all get that one right. Yes. And I, I just want to at one point, Kathy, the dangers of looking up stuff on the internet, Kathy found an internet site that said the correct pronunciation was Ibiza. Do you remember that, Kathy? Yes, I do. <laughs> so be careful out there. So anyway. The internet lies. It lies. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, uh, a province in Thailand. It's the country's largest island. It's spelled P-H-U-K-E-T. I think we know how we would all wish this were pronounced. <laughs> But I believe it's Phuket. Very good. That's very good. Very good. Yeah, because you look at it and you think it's Phuket. I mean, you know, I, I mean, with a PH. Right. Not, not anything else. But a PH um, in Thai, I can't do it. My granddaughter is half Thai, and she tr keeps trying to teach me Thai pronunciation and then gets hysterical when she hears me doing it. Um, a P, PH is more of a P in, mm -hmm. in Thai, even though it looks like pho. It's not a pho. It's a pu. And it's Phuket or Puget, I thought, too. Is that correct, Kathy, or not? Yes, the K could also be sort of like a guttural G. Okay, I know this from having been to Thailand, but I'm going to say I'm wrong because I didn't know it until I went to Thailand. I always pronounced it wrong, wrongly. So I'm going to give myself so did a, I. Uh, X. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to... Me too. Fletcher, you got this round. You as well, Kathy? You, you also didn't get this one. I did not. Okay. I, I mean, I, I do now, but I, I must say, like, my knee-jerk thing is still, and to be honest with you, I would say Fouquet, which is even more That's horrible. Even <laughs> so I really would, sort of like J.C. Penney or something. Okay, so Fletcher's ahead of now, okay. We will stay at least in, in Asia, capital of China, B-E-I-J-I-N-G. I think it's Beijing, with, with more of a just sound uh, rather than Beijing, which was what, what what a lot of people say. Am I right about that? You are right, Fletcher, and I'm very proud. You're of impressed you because most Americans say Beijing. There was an article, I believe, in some linguistics magazine that said Americans have this weird penchant for making everything sound slightly French when it's a foreign language, and we use the French je when we should use the Chinese je. So, Fletcher, you're correct. Well, that's why I say Fouquet. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're right. It's, it's that French thing, yeah. <laughs> no, I've got to say, I would get this wrong. I would be one of those Americans who say Beijing, not Beijing. Okay. I've got to admit it. I knew it, but I took Chinese, Mandarin Chinese, so I knew it. I'm not sure that counts. Well, I guess it counts. That does count. It absolutely yeah. counts, yep. i got to say, I got curious about Peking, does, or Peking, and I looked it up online because I was curious about Peking duck. And I found out it's still not usually called Beijing duck. It's still called usually Peking duck. 
jumping over to Africa, East Africa, a country, of course, we all know this one. However, since you've listed it on here, I'm, I guess I'm going to get it wrong. Uh, I will be. This has got to be one of those where even if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, it's OK to say it this way. I mean, the K-E-N-Y-A, Kenya. What, what else is it? OK, this is a horrible one. Kathy didn't even want to put this in. I insisted because I get this wrong. For a horrible, I have no idea why. I would say, I used to say Kenya an awful lot. You should be ashamed. And there is no reason why. Apparently, old colonial settlers said Kenya a lot. And I'm wondering if I picked that up because I knew uh, British expats in the Middle East, Ah. many of whom were from that area. And they must have said Kenya. I picked it up. Or maybe you watch too many like Pakasab movies. I guess so because it's wrong. No one, no one should say. There's some myth that it comes from um, Mount Kenya is called Kidanyaga or something. And someone said it used to be called Kidanyaga. So I looked up a uh, really angry um, Swahili and Bantu language linguist who unequivocally stated there is never any. There is not a long key sound in most languages from that area it's always eh and it should be kenya so i'm going to be incorrect fletcher is right kathy knows it was kenya too all right so so that's that that one's interesting um because because obviously as i said since you put it on here i assumed i was going to be the one that was wrong but you are <laughs> you kind of just took a hit there just just to inform us all uh, and, and i do kind of remember hearing people say kenya maybe in you know in the british colonial way maybe mm-hmm. in old movies or something that's what i'm thinking yeah that's what yeah. i'm picturing at least sort of like a guy with a mustache and a pith helmet well i picked it up and my wife last night was just wincing she goes how could you ever say that i do i've learned my lesson <laughs> uh headed over to australia um we are going to queensland which on the far east side of australia this is a city there b-r-i-s-b-a-n-e I was flying to Sydney one time and we had to stop in this city in order to get more gas because we were running out of gas. What was really horrible for a lot of people on the plane was that they were eventually headed to this city. However, they wouldn't let them off the plane because they had to fly to Sydney anyway and then catch their connector back to this city. So that's my only experience with the city. Yeah. However, I know they at least say Brisbane. Yes. Very good. See, now I would say Brisbane. I I would be the ugly American there. What about you, Ross? I, a long time ago, there was this guy from there when I was with the embassy and he was selling um, Australian beer. So I know Brisbane. He's, I mean, the, the beer doesn't really enter into it, but he was from there, and he would always talk about Brisbane. It makes sense, though, because, I mean, you think of Aussies and how they, because like, I know they say, instead of um, Melbourne, they say Melbourne, and Canberra is sort of like Canberra. It's 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 yeah. that very, very slangy, um, truncated thing, so it makes sense. But, yeah, I think automatically I would say Brisbane, which sounds so wrong to me now that I'm saying now it. Now it sounds horrible. I don't horrible. think I've ever said it. I mean, <laughs> it, do, it doesn't sound hip at all, Kathy. Come on. <laughs> I know. I'm so appalled with myself. <laughs> okay, boomer. You know? <laughs> so Kathy loses the world traveler one on that one. Yep. Fletcher yeah. and I move ahead. Okay. All right. The capital of Scotland, uh, E-D-I-N-B-U-R-G-H, is Edinburgh. That's kind of, yeah. It, it, from what I found, more Scots don't do burra it's more like bra it's 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 more one syllable and it can be two syllables but it's very it's they're again short syllables so it's edinburgh or edinburgh all right it doesn't it's not 
does not rhyme with Pittsburgh. It's not Edin- Edinburgh or Edinburgh, right? Yeah, it's it's definitely the uh sound there at the end. Do I get credit since I put in too many syllables there? You didn't. Some people do say with that buh symbol, so I think you're okay. All right. I think it's fine. I mean, they tend to do it even shorter. A lot of times I, what I had seen was a lot of Scots will say embra. I mean, it's really, again, we go back to that that really short, like, like we've seen that certainly in, in um, British English with... Uh, you know, Featherstone Haw is Fenshaw and whatever. Right. So I think there's that that similarity, but don't tell them that. And to be fair, we can't really understand what Scottish people are saying in general anyway. Exactly. No. Ah. I want to throw something out there about that, though. <laughs> Apparently, Pittsburgh was founded by someone who had uh, either was a Scottish speaker or, I mean, a Scottish uh, resident or was familiar with Scottish. So there's some talk. I don't think it's probably true that Pittsburgh's ideal pronunciation a long time ago when it was found would have been something more like Edinburgh. Pittsburgh. I think we should start this. <laughs> no, I don't know. The problem Pittsburgh. with a lot of these like etymologies it. and background histories is you have no idea if they're true or not. But I like that idea. Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay, so we all get that one. The capital of American Samoa. Two words. It's the same two words. P-A-G-O P-A-G-O I am not 100% sure on this, but I believe it's Pongo Pongo. Whoa, you're wow. doing good. <laughs> Rolling so far, I don't think that's going to last. <laughs> you're absolutely correct. Um, there's a, a nasal N after A's. So it's, it's the thing is, Ross, you can go on about this because I remember you wrote about it and you're saying it wrong the book. But um, yeah, well, there's one, there's some thought. And again, this is one of those wonderful stories that I hope is true, but may not be. That the uh, early missionaries, when they were first um, printing newspapers in Samoa, the Pango Pango is the capital of Samoa, where um, they ran out of ends because that ng sound is so common. So they just decided that the G without the N in front of it, as we would write in English, would stand for an ng sound. So it... So therefore, Pago Pago is whenever someone from that area looks at it, they see the G and they know it's an NG. I don't know if this oh, is wow. true or not. Well, that was weird because Tonga, which is nearby, was spelled Toga. Right. But it was but it was pronounced Tonga. <laughs> so I mean, you've got this whole thing. But they had more uh, they had more ends, I guess, in their basket of stuff too. Yeah, they added it. Yes. <laughs> they threw it in later. The uh, yeah, the Samoans have kept that end off, so it is Pango Pango, even though it's spelled Pago Pago. One thing I just want to say, though, as we go through this, we're doing it deliberately mixed up around the world. We're just whizzing around back and forth. But one question Kathy and I were talking about is like, why do we insist on, for example, pronouncing some capitals as they as the trying to approximate what people are talking, how they speak it? And then others like Paris or Munich, we don't say München or Paris when I go to Paris. I go you to Paris. don't? Cass I always say Munchen. Mr. Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> I got Ross the other day for saying Montreal in a French accent. <laughs> He's never going to live that one down with me, t- I tell you. <laughs> but I do want to say right now, when we're talking about pronunciation, I think what we're striving for is basically generally accepted English foreign pronunciations of foreign places. So we have a generally yeah. accepted idea that we're going to call Paris, Paris, and not Paris. We're going to call Egypt, Egypt, and not the Arabic word, Masr. And, but yet we're going to call Pango, 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 Pango. So whatever. I mean, Even though it's spelled like Pago, a, it's, Pago. It's very fuzzy, but there is sort of a general idea of what you're supposed to call these late nations in English. 
Anyway, let's go on. We are going to South Africa, but not exactly. There's a country within South Africa. It's entirely within the borders of South Africa. Uh, Kingdom L-E-S-O-T-H-O. I believe it's Lesotho. You are correct. Very good. All right. Okay. Fletcher has it. I had it too. I, I, I did not. Oh, I knew okay. the TH was a T, not a th, but I was not sure about you. And I was making, I was leaning towards an O or sound. I was doing more like Lesotho, as in a DeSoto, the old car. That was my pronunciation. I'm sorry <laughs> and ashamed. Sticking around in, in Africa, over to Nigeria, though. Uh, this, I believe, the largest city in Nigeria, L-A-G-O-S. I want to say Lagos, but I think I've heard Lagos, and so I'm actually going to go with that long A, Lagos. The long A is right. You're correct. Ma- no, it's not really ghost, though. It's more Gus, isn't it? Lagos. Isn't it Lagos? Lagos, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so I'm going to deduct a point yeah, for no, half point. I'll, no, I'll, I'll, I'll take the hit there. That's if I'm, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Lagos, okay. I was so busy on the A sound. You're right. It's Lagos. Yes. But you can, I think you can say, uh, in the foreign service, I always said Lagos. Lagos, actually. I, don't, I'm not, maybe I didn't pronounce it correctly either. The one interesting thing for here, though, beyond that, quickly getting rid of my bad pronunciation at the end, is that it, I didn't realize that it does come from the Portuguese uh, word Lagos. And for some reason, the um, pronunciation of the A changed from short to long. And the tendency for a lot of people, including me a long time ago, was to pronounce it as the city in Portugal. But I didn't know that it actually came from Portugal. I thought it was a, a it was a, a lang- an African language and the um, name came from that. Did you guys know that or not? No, no idea. Huh? No, I did not. I did not at all. And I also have to say that I, I'm going to take back the half point I deducted from Fletcher because I just checked, and many people do say Lagos is uh, acceptable. Lagos. Lagos. Oh, good. Then right. I get it. I'll take it. Okay, good. Yay. <laughs> On to Mexico. We are going to a uh, – it's a state in Mexico. I think it's also might be the capital city of that state. O-A-X-A-C-A. It's Oaxaca. Wow. Very good. You're completely correct. And it's interesting because the spelling of that, actually the O-A comes from the Spanish conquistadors who took a, uh, a Nahuatl uh, or Nahuatl, however they say it, a word for a woman in wooded prominence in a valley covered with acacia trees called Huac. I can't pronounce it. And I also have to say, I got I wrote this in our book, but prior to writing it, I had, I would say Oaxaca or something. I had no idea how to pronounce it. I'm with Ross. This is one. This is one of those words that whenever I've seen it, I panic and I just avoid it like like the Dickens. This is like, you know how there are certain combinations. It's like when I see a Welsh name. I mean, I can't help it. I I look at this and I just think, you know, a city. You know, a city in Mexico, right. which will remain nameless. But yeah, you you got it right. When I even know it, Oaxaca. I have my mind doesn't want to do it. I do too. I'm the same way. Fletcher moves ahead. Here we go. On to the capital of Hungary. This is a city I would dearly love to visit. My sis- it's fabulous. My sister, yeah, my sister um, who lives in Germany has been here on business many times and says it's just wonderful. B-U-D-A-P-E-S-T. I, well, the way I've always pronounced it is Budapest, um, sort of like an S-H-T sound, but I'm, I will say that I'm not completely sure on that. Well, you're correct. It's Budapest. And now, Ross, you knew this one, right? Yes. See, now, this is one, I knew the right answer, but I still say Budapest, and I don't know, and I know it's wrong, and I, I, I don't know why I keep saying it incorrectly. And I was there, and I said it wrong. 
Can I throw out a question for you, given that? Here's one I got wrong from that. The people who live in Budapest are called, in their language, M-A-G-Y-A-R. You guys know that, right? Oh, right. Uh-huh. Right. How do you pronounce that? Why do you ask? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't on the test, is it? No. <laughs> no. This is an extra credit. So. Okay, I... I saw it all over when we were there, and I would, and 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 I know a few people from there who are this, and I know I'm going to say it wrong. Magyar? No, I I never. I mean, I I would have just said it the way it looks, Magyar, but uh, obviously that can't be right. No, apparently the G Y sound, because I, I always thought it looked like Magyar or Magyar, but the G Y sound mm-hmm. is an individual letter of Hungarian alphabet, and it's pronounced like we do a soft J sound. So I listened to it on thing, and it's sort of like... So it's like major? Major. 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 Something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get probably calls in now from native Hungarian speakers going, you're crazy. It doesn't sound like that at all. But that's what I read, and I listened to it on, on online, and it sounds sort of like major, major, something like that. I can't pronounce that's it, but it's not Magyar, which is very disappointing to me. I'm giving. I'm actually giving all of us credit on that one, uh, Kathy. Even you said you you know the answer, even though you say it wrong. There are plenty of things that we say our own way when we know that it's not supposed to be pronounced that way. So I'm actually. Thank you, Fletcher. I'm giving that's you that point. That's very beneficent. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I'm known for. We are moving on to the Middle East now for a little while, actually. You have these countries paired, and so I'm hoping that the pronunciation is quite similar, Iran and Iraq. Yes, you're doing very well. It's not The key there was it's not Iraq and Iran. And it was interesting. Kathy found a, a study, and I found one that had Minnesotans in it. And this person just went around asking people, how do you pronounce the name of this country? I-R-A-Q. And 42% said Iraq. Only 20% said Iraq. And Kathy found some survey that said, I think it was a a linguist in the Chronicle of Higher Education um, said he had done an essay actually for NPR about the pronunciation of Iraq. And what he found was there are four ways to pronounce it. And what I really, he said, no one says Iraq. A lot of people say Iraq. And he found that that was mainly um, the pronunciation for people in the military and in red states. This is fascinating. Most diplomats and, and, and liberals said Iraq or Iraq, Iraq, I A like Iraq or Iraq, which he said was closest to the original Arabic. Ross, you speak Arabic, so you would know if that was right or wrong. There are two things that are sort of interesting with Iran and Iraq is that they actually begin with two different letters in the Arabic alphabet. The Persians, the Iranians use the uh, Arabic alphabet with certain modifications. The Iran begins with an Aleph, an A sound, and then with a Y sound, a Y sound. So it's Iran, more correct. It sounds like it should be more Iran. Iraq begins with uh, what's called an Ain, which is like a kind of guttural sound back in your throat. Ain, like that. So it's sort of like Iraq. So it'd be like Iraq. It's sort of Iraq. Uh-huh. And then the other thing that's sort of interesting with Iraq is that the end is a ka, it's, it's a cough sound. So it's a very heavy ka, ka, not ka, ka, kind of a Q. It's like a heavy Q. So they actually have different, but I think, again, we were talking earlier about how do you speak 
when you're speaking English. We're not speaking Arabic or Farsi. And I think Iraq and Iran or Iraq and Iran are fine. I mean, technically in those languages, you sort of roll your R a little bit too, at least with Arabic. Usually. What I love is this linguist found was that the final, there, I said there were four, the final one he said Iraq was the choice of the wishy-washy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the people weren't quite sure what to do. It's a, sort of American and sort of Arabic, I guess. <laughs> But he also found, if I may just go on for one second, that um, pronouncing this was in the Amer this was a different guy in, a, in the journal American Speech found that pronouncing the second syllable Iraq Iraq was uh, appeared to index I'm quoting them political conservatism and um, that making it Iran was found with military service and Iran was knowledge of a foreign language. Those were all the factors uh, that, that he, they found as why people pronounce them certain ways. But I think we can agree then that we're going to be like trying to sound the best English pronunciation. I think it's Iraq and Iran. Iraq and Iran is what I say it should be. And I think we all yes. got it right, didn't we? I think yes. so. Yeah. Sticking around the area, this one just seems to be all over the place. And I, I honestly don't know what to say. Uh, I'm just going to throw out what I sort of have heard the most often lately. Another country in the Middle East, uh, Q-A-T-A-R. It seems like people are wanting to say Qatar now, so I'll go with that, but I don't, I don't know what it should properly be. Okay, this one, I mean, until fairly recently, most people, according to what I've read, would say Qatar. Right. Which is not mm. correct. Um, the problem with Qatar in terms of the Arabic is it's like really more Qatar with like a Qatar. It's like a hard K sound or in the local dialect that K becomes a G. So it could be Qatar too. And That's then the R is sort of like G. a uh, R Qatar. And now the problem, I was reading an article, it was really funny because a lot of people now try to be more correct that they say Qatar or gutter. So the guy tried to, was trying to make plane reservations and um, in New York got on the said, I'd like to have a round trip ticket to a gutter. And the woman said, where? What? He goes, round trip ticket to gutter. She goes, where's that? He goes, oh, you know, Qatar. He goes, oh, Qatar. And then did the, uh... <laughs> I think we were talking about the essence of language being to communicate effectively. And so I don't know what you do here. I, I, uh, you know, like, do you, gutter sounds more, doesn't sound that, close to it, but it sounds much closer than Qatar. But I, you really should pronounce it Qatar, Qatar, but no one can do the Qatar, and it, that sounds sort of pretentious. So yeah, I'm stuck on this one. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to, I it, this, I don't know how to score it. <laughs> I don't know what to say in the future. I don't either. I mean, this is this is supposed to be a helpful podcast, but I'm not sure what I, I would think you should say Qatar, like no Qatar, Qatar. Qatar. Never mind. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm going to get nailed by Arabic Qatar. speakers too, because I'm sure I don't Qatar. do it correctly either. But it sounds more like Qatar. Qatar. I thought there was a little more emphasis on the first syllable. Qatar. So wouldn't it be Qatar? Oh, it's more Qatar. Yeah, you're right. Qatar. Yeah, wouldn't it be like Q apostrophe T-A-R? You're right. Wouldn't it, it be sort of like 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 if we're gonna if we're gonna spell it the way it's pronounced? So it'd be more Qatar. 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 Like Qatar? No, not really. I think we should give ourselves. I think we should give ourselves all a pass on this one. Yeah, I think we're we are removing this one from the score sheet. And sorry to everyone because we don't know either. All right. Um. This, this, I'm curious to see what you'll have to say about it. And, and also, I'm curious to see if uh, all of us who've been trying to say it more correctly are just plain wrong. P-A-K-I 
S-T-A-N. It seems like we are moving toward Pakistan, and that's what I've been saying. Um, of course, w- when I was growing up, everybody said Pakistan. But um, what 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 should we be saying? You're right. What you're saying, Pakistan. Mm-hmm. You're correct. That said, this is another one for me, like Budapest. I have to admit, as much as I know it should be Pakistan, I still have in my head Pakistan. I say Pakistan. Okay. Can I say something that was interesting? There was apparently a big hullabaloo a couple of years back in 2009. Did you guys hear about that? Is it going to be about Barack Obama? Yes. Because how do we say the other country next to Pakistan? Are you talking about Afghanistan? Yes. Yeah. Well, we usually say Afghanistan. Although when when I hear people, uh, more more native-ish speakers say it, it sounds more like Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Very good, Fletcher. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But apparently Obama said uh, Pakistan and then Afghanistan. So he did one correctly Mm -hmm. and then one in a different in a different, uh, in the more commonly used American one. So he was criticized for that. Well, he was also criticized. Just I, What I had seen was he was criticized for his pronunciation of Pakistan. A conservative said he was being an elitist yes. when he pronounced it Pakistan. And they were using that as an example. I mean, like, you know, he's probably wearing a tan suit when he said it, too. And God forbid. Yeah, you know? and in eating Dijon mustard, right? <laughs> right. Oh, my God. <laughs> when I was looking at Afghanistan, they were talking about the capital city. Which, when I was a kid, we would have said Kabul, and now they say Kabul. Mm-hmm. But then I got like sort of curious, because Afghanistan has a lot of different languages. And then I read someone who's a Dari speaker, which is uh, one of the major languages there. And I listened to how they said it, and they said more like Kabul, which has more of the Kabul sound. And then in Pushtu, it's Kabul, Kabul something like that. And what gets me is sometimes the problem we're trying to be very inclusive and try to speak... You know, Kathy was saying earlier, you know, with new countries or countries that are non-Western, we try to sound like they sound. Well, this guy is a is is from there, and he was complaining about Kabul. He was saying that that was a symbol of American imperialism. It should be pronounced more like his language does. And that's the problem when you get like five different languages in a given culture, and we don't know their five different languages. We've just picked the one that we think works. So we have to be careful is what I'm saying. It's a long-winded way of saying be careful. Let's move on to Canada. Yeah, let's do it. A province uh, in Canada, so uh, closer to home and, and much closer for you, Ross. Um, Q-U-E-B-E-C, the province is Quebec. And then also, of course, the city everyone knows, M-O-N-T-R-E-A-L. Most of us are used to saying Montreal, which I think is just fine to say. Uh, I was there recently, and the people on the radio said Mont- Montreal, and uh, I guess the French ish way would be sort of like Montreal. Very good. Fletcher gets it all. I'm giving myself six points for that one. No, I'll, I'll, I'll take the one. But, um, okay. but uh, is that reasonable? Quebec and Montreal? Yes. Very I would good. say Montreal because everyone says Montreal here. Right. But I don't see here's here we go. This is what we were talking about earlier with my long winded way. Here we go into like different people from the area pronouncing it differently. And I think Montreal or Montreal both are correct. Montreal would be uh, Ontario. Montreal would be the U.S. See, but I would argue there's such a little difference it doesn't uh, that it's legal either way, too. I'm saying, like, I think it's not the same as other ones where it's clearly wrong that yes. we've done before. I agree. I, so I, I think that, yeah, I'm agreeing with you that you can say it either way. And I would say Montreal. That also reminds me a bit of the Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can, but we all know all three refer to the city in Ontario. On Quebec, I had an interesting argument with a French-Canadian friend of mine, and she said, I say uh, Quebec in French, 
So I said, but, you know, what do you say, like, where she lives in Ontario now? What do you say in, um, I mean, Toronto? And she goes, I would say Quebec. Oh, the way I say it. Yeah. And oh, I wow. said, but you, but she's born in, you know, she's born in, uh, from, in Montreal. I mean, but she says Quebec in English and Quebec in French. I've only heard Quebec amongst English speakers here. So I don't know, maybe I'm circulating with the wrong people, but whatever. Uh, we're going to head back to Thailand. Um, and this is the capital and B-A-N-G-K-O-K. Uh, we, I think most of us are all used to saying Bangkok, uh, which is what I would say, considering earlier when we talked about Thailand, I, it, I'm wondering if maybe it's something more like Bang, Bangkok, but, uh, Bangkok, um, but I, I don't know. I, Bang, Bangkok is what I'm going with. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm laughing. It's just, when you, the more you pronounce something, say something over and over, it starts sounding wrong no matter what. Right. You know? Yeah. You're, you're very close. It's, yeah, you're, you're good. It's, it's kind of more like bong gawk and it's a very short bang if you will and a longer gawk so it's like bong gawk i I need yvonne here right now (laughs) to laugh at me bong gawk i would say is that how they say it bong gawk i was there i I was there i can't remember it's that tonal thing that i that eludes me same thing so i don't know kathy you're the you're the judge on this one i think that we all got it Okay, so so it's perfectly reasonable for us as as English speakers to say Bangkok. Yes, I think that we're allowed to. Good, because I'm going to keep doing it, and and <laughs> everybody everybody's going to look at me funny if I say something else. This one this one's fun to spell. Uh, I don't know I don't know how much fun it'll be to say. Uh, it's a, a Central Asian country, a former um, Soviet Republic. K Y R G Y Z S T A N. I just always would have said Kyrgyzstan, but I don't know. It's more Kyrgyzstan. Yeah, again with that ston. Yeah, that's the big, the big thing on that one. This is one of the ones I know how to pronounce it, but whenever I see it, I, I freak out. You know, I mean, it's like like we go back to Welsh or whatever. The spelling just throws me so much, and I know it's Kyrgyzstan. But but when I look at it, I, I have to take like a, a long break and have a stiff drink, and then I can say it. Uh, Ross, and, and you knew that one? Yes. Okay. Jump back to Africa, over to West Africa this time. The country is spelled N-I-G-E-R. Looks like Niger. I believe it's Niger, though. Very good. Kathy? I, this is one where I don't know how to score me because I know it's Niger, but I don't know when I learned it. I mean, I know I used to say Niger when I was, like, before I knew so, so I don't know what to say. Now I would say Niger. You get it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Ross knows it, too. <laughs> I'm sure Ross knows it, too. Can you talk for a minute just about, about that name, where it comes from? Well, this is sort of interesting because apparently it comes from from the the, the river, which apparently, um, again, I can't vouch for the etymology. I don't know African languages that well, but apparently it comes from a um, in the Tomashek language, Yer Yeren somehow, and that sort of when the colonial settlers from Western uh, from Western Europe came, that kind of became Niger, Niger, and in the neighboring country where the British were, it became Nigeria. So the so we have basically a, a Tomashek indigenous term that kind of got into French and who controlled the Niger and into English who controlled uh, Nigeria. And here we get into something really weird because part of me would think, well, gee, we should try to pronounce it as do the people from the country. And uh, there was an account by a, a long time ago by a diplomat who... Um, decided that the French colonials had controlled it, so I'm going to call up the embassy and just say it like I do in Niger. And he got roundly criticized by the um, receptionist at the embassy, 
who said it should be pronounced Niger. It's my country. We pronounce it Niger. And indeed, French is a, a language that is spoken. It's an official language. And they prefer Niger. So I think we should probably call it Niger. I'm confused. Why would he try to pronounce it Niger? I don't understand. I'm sorry. I lost. Why She why got mad. He, he was trying to be Niger. uncolonial and just doing it like in a generic way. He was going to pronounce oh, it okay, generically. That just and she said, in effect, not recognizing the fact that the French had decided it would be pronounced Niger. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And she mm -hmm. got mad at him because she said, we pronounce it here in this country, Niger. You're not being anti-colonialist by saying Niger to sound like American or something. Moving on to, again, you know, so many of these I've been like 75 or 80 percent sure on. And so far I've lucked out. Uh, I'm going to keep that going, I guess. This is a country uh, in Oceania. Uh, so in the Pacific Ocean, um, it's spelled K-I-R-I-B-A-T-I. -I -I. And, and again, not 100% sure, but I think it's Kiribati. Yes. Okay, I got to score me a zero on this one. I, I had no idea. I got I to gotta admit it. I, I blew this one so to speak. I, Kiribati. <laughs> I'm so ashamed. Well, sure. There's no reason. I mean, there's no reason not to think that's what it is unless you've have heard it the other way. Yeah. I've got it. Apparently the T-I is an S, but someone said in a blog, do you know how you spell Christmas in, Kitab in the Kiribati language? K-I, what we would look at as Kiritamati. Because the T-I is an S. I'm not sure that's a joke or not. <laughs> that's Because I, I could see the T-I being a sh, like, you know, like like libation T-I. But I know, a T-I is an S confuses me. Yeah. And again, you know, we, we've we've touched on it just, just slightly before. And maybe we'll hit it hard sometime. But I'm guessing, is this sort of a transliteration issue? Um, because uh, we... we often have this where we have letters that don't look to our English-speaking eyes like they ought to make the sounds that we are supposed to make with them. Oh, exactly. Mm -hmm. like, for example, the old times with uh, Peking, Beijing and right. Peking. Mm -hmm. Do you remember right. that when P Beijing used to spell Peking? Beijing used to be spelled Peking. And the P, there was a transliteration study done. I mean, a group guys did it, and P was really made a B sound, which is ridiculous. But I think you're right. Yeah. That might be a transliteration. I don't know Kitabasi at all, so I can't speak for that. Ross, you knew that one, yeah? No, no, I should have known it because my son used to watch uh, all these World War II films and Tarara, which is uh, the atoll there, was there was a huge battle in World War II, but I did not know it. Well, uh, we are to our final place name, and I'm glad we're ending on this one because I think we have a little bit to talk about here. Uh, it's the capital of Ukraine. Uh, we... we now are spelling it K-Y-I-V. Uh, we, we used to be spelling it K-I-E-V, and we also used to be pronouncing it Kiev. I think now it's more like Kiev. Uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if there's a slight syllable change in there or not, but I think it's mostly like Kiev. But I'd like to talk about just uh, all of this, um, the, the change of that, that city's name and also Ukraine versus what a lot of people still say, which is the Ukraine. First of all, did I get it right? Is it, is it more like Kiev now? Yes. It's slightly a two-syllable still, though. It's, 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 and this is another one where if you're going to be technically correct, the, according to a Ukrainian lecturer at Columbia University, he said, if you're saying it in Ukrainian, you stress the first vowel and it's like an I in kid. So it'd be key. And then the second vowel of the second syllable is is E. So it'd be like Kiev. So there's a slight I can't even do. it. Yeah, it's 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 hard. Yeah. And that's what I was wondering is, is I mean, I knew I wasn't 
saying it exactly correctly, but I, w- I was hoping that it was at least correct enough for, for what we ought to be saying now. Precisely. So. That's what we're yeah. trying. We're not okay. trying to sound like them. We're trying to sound like we should sound correct. when we speak with them about their native uh, capital or whatever. Yes. Right. And so I'm giving us all points on that. I, th- I think we all we all knew this. But can we talk for just a bit about why this has changed uh, and and how we ought to treat this kind of thing? Well, in Russian, it is Kiev, and it used to be, you know, governed by Russia. Now that it's Ukrainian proper, in Ukrainian, it's not Kiev. So what the difference is, and that's why it's a a very loaded thing saying Kiev now, because you're basically going back to saying, oh, you're still under Russia, which they, they are clearly not. Right. And this is the issue with with Ukraine versus the Ukraine. When you say the Ukraine, it sort of designates it as a territory or, or again, a part of Russia, whereas Ukraine is is the name of the country and what they want to be called. Right. Exactly. Although part of that, though, I do think just I don't know why, but I, I was thinking about that when you said that. But we used to say the Sudan when I was a kid. And right. Now we uh, say yeah, that's Sudan. True. And then older but wasn't Brits like the used... Sudan still sort of colonial then, in effect? I mean, you're, you're, it was the colonial overlay still? I don't know. I mean, it could be, it used to be right. called the Anglo-Egyptian Sudan, but I don't know. But then our, uh, old Brits used to say the Lebanon. Like if you ever hear a Churchill thing, he might say the Le- Lebanon, of course, was a colony. But prior to that, it wasn't. And they huh. said the Lebanon. I think probably you guys are right, though, where it refers to like a region of a place. Lebanon was a region in the Ottoman Empire, but so was Egypt. And you don't say the Egypt. And... I do think, though, that it tends to be the colonial aspect of it or the or the satellite state or whatever you want to call it, that that tends to have the the attached, which is why I, I think that, you know, Ukrainians get very incensed when people still refer to it as the Ukraine. And I think perfectly reasonably. So the real thrust here is that it certainly with you, you got to drop the the that's that it can't be the Ukraine. It's it's Ukraine. That's the name of their country with with their capital um, in Ukrainian. The, the issue here is that in Ukrainian, it is more like Kiev um, mm-hmm. instead of Kiev. And it's and they want it to be spelled K-Y-I-V in our English transliteration. And that seems fine. There was a big article about that recently with some newspaper people complaining about these changes. And then there was a counter argument saying, well, you know, we've accepted, for example, Ceylon is now Sri Lanka. Bombay is now spelled Mumbai. And so we accept it when, and this is what Kathy was saying earlier, when countries kind of come into their own and like Ukraine has now left the suzerainty of the Russians or of the Soviet Union, and therefore they want to speak as they speak. At the same time, I don't think we should call Moscow, Moskva, or Rome, Roma, or or where it's become so customized and there's no political loading to it. I think those are fine being called. Well, that's the key. I think you're right. The political loading is a very important point. And I think you're absolutely right, Ross. Yes, exactly. Okay. I have tallied our scores uh, while we were chatting here. And here uh, are the rankings in ascending order. So we had 19 total after we dumped Qatar, 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 and I counted Iran and Iraq as one, and I counted uh, Quebec and Montreal as one. So, Kathy, uh, out of 19, you had 13. Uh, (laughs) Very good score. Uh, Ross, you had 15, which is fantastic. Uh, I, um, shockingly, had eight, 18 out of 19. Wow! Uh, the, Yay, Fletcher! Yeah, I, I gotta say, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly surprised. When I looked at this list, I, I, I figured there were some that I was definitely going to get wrong, even though uh, there were certain ways I'd always pronounce them. The one I missed, um, of course, was Kyrgyzstan. 
Uh, and because I didn't get that ston, even though earlier I had said Pakistan. But, you know, sometimes that's the way things go. But there you go. I guess I take the gold in the first possibly annual place name showdown extravaganza. I should have cheated. <laughs> <laughs>